0: Hello and welcome to episode 12 of Cherry Jam podcast. Uh, I'm joined this evening by Lawrence Landere, fresh from his jaunt to Cyprus, Jim Harley, back from Italy, and James Eastwood, after a nice kip in Edinburgh. Um, Russ Brooks is not with us tonight, but um, we'll we'll say hello to him anyway. Hello, Russ. Okay, and so today we're going to be talking about uh, Gloucester's victory over London Irish. Uh, We're going to also talk about the uh, European qualification, how Gloucester now look like they've secured it, or more or less secured it, um, and the format, which is pretty incomprehensible. Um, And then the final bit we're going to talk about, uh, maybe with some additional stuff, is uh, Owen Farrell finally getting his comeuppance with his horrendous tackling technique. Um, We'll start on the Gloucester victory. Um, It was a good win in the end. 30-odd, 20-odd. Um, and um, relatively easy, I suppose, if you just took the last five minutes um, aside. But it, didn't, it wasn't easy, really. Um, we'll start with Loz, because he had to watch half of it on a plane. So, Loz, you saw the second half, so you saw kind of the, the 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 where it started to go wrong and then where we kind of got it back in the end.
1: Yeah, I, I've just seen the first half, because uh, the wonders of modern technology. I could set my skybox up from... Uh... The airport to record the match, so I managed to get that recorded. But I just managed to quickly watch the first half. But the second half was um, particularly more harrowing for me when we were only um, thirty. Uh, what we were twenty nine, twenty three up, and um, they were j- with with ninety seconds to go, and the uh, an easy jet started doing their um, security um, procedures on the plane as to what how we needed to strap in and what more. And Gloucester still hadn't won the match at that stage. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, that, that, that became a bit hair-raising for me, knowing I had a best part of a five-hour flight ahead of me and there was potential I wasn't going to see the end of the game and know whether we won or not because I was going to have to go on to an airplane mode. But going, getting back on uh, track, um, yeah, it, there was some good tries scored and some of our own mistakes that were our worst enemy again seems like we say every week. I thought Garvey had a very good game, especially from when I watched the first half as well, Um, to the extent that he's signed on a short-term contract. They want to sign him up on a three-year deal to end his career here, because he's a big lump in the second row, which means when Slater isn't about, we don't miss him so much, because when Garvey and Ackerman were in the second row, the scrum's still held firm. Um, The scrum's also been going well since the restart. Um, The Murray. Looks like he's someone whose minds elsewhere, if you ask me. Certainly when it comes to line eight throwing. He's, um, he, he, he he couldn't hit a case after the banjo at times, it's, it looked like. Um, but that said, he did some good work around the park. Um, I just think once we cut out our mistakes, we'll take a team apart. We do, the, as I said before, in previous weeks, the good thing is we are um, creating plenty of chances and we're also taking quite a few. There seems to be a lot of tries being scored um, since the restart. How many of gone for a
0: global season and started it so that you'd have a lot more summer rugby? I know. Um, but you know, the point is that, actually, Lossie, I mean, it was something I, um, I was going to come on to, but as you mentioned it, um, it was the number of tries we're scoring. We are scoring a lot of tries. I think that's the, that's, that was five, I think, on... Um, yeah, we scored five, yeah. Five, and then there was how many against Leicester, like seven against Leicester or six against Leicester. Um, you know, even against Bristol, we scored three. Uh, mm. Saracens, I think we scored two or three as well. Um, so it, it, we are scoring a lot of tries. The, my big issue, and it's something that kind of been mentioned, it was mentioned in commentary, um, and it's, I sort of mentioned a lot in sort of reviews of the game on social media, Shed web and in the, in the media, was 10 minutes after f- half after, into the second half, we just seemed to fall asleep for 10 minutes, 15 minutes a game. Uh, and I know every team every team is going to have a period of dominance in a game, but it's just stupid penalties or, you know, daft, we're, we're trying to play stupid, like, ridiculous barbarians rugby from our 22, that type of thing. And, Loz, I, I mean, you, what do you... You always say you're watching it on the plane. You're having a mild yeah. house attack watching that, yeah. so...
1: Well, well, yeah, with regards to that, it's... The frustrating thing is when you can see the try just before half time, like we did, then to come out and be asleep and be so soporific in the second half at the start of the second half, um, it's it's frustrating. You were thinking, "What's the team talk? All right, lads, we're like, we're just letting back into the game for ten minutes, and we're ripping a new one for the rest." You just, I just don't get it, and I don't think it's a coaching thing at the moment. I just. I don't know why they just switch off. And it, the reason I say it's not a coaching thing, it doesn't matter who's our coach. We seem to have periods where we switch off. in matches. How often as a group of mates we've been turning around and saying, oh my God, we're going to click one day and we're going to actually take a team apart. I've been saying that for the last 15 years or more. I think, <laughs> I think sometimes, it sometimes,
2: it, sometimes it's yeah. just, it's not even switching off uh, a period. Sometimes it's just a moment. So it's like, mm. we're under the cosh. And we're like, we're defending really well here. This is really structured. And then you just have this moment. You're like, Two really sloppy missed tackles, and someone runs straight through a massive hole, and you're like, That was a waste of three minutes of really good controlled defense. Um, we just can't quite hold that concentration that long, and it, yeah, it's incredibly frustrating.
3: Then I don't Um, think we're the only team that does that. I think every team, every team has that, oh, why did I, you know, pass that so badly or miss that tackle so easily? And Gloucester probably do it as maybe a little bit more, and we notice it a lot
2: more.
1: Well, I think, it seems I, to cost us when we do it as well. That's the trouble. Yeah, the, but then the difference I, in,
2: um, in this game as well is, I think those first few games back when it started back up again, they almost felt like pre-season games or those very first couple of games of, of the season when hmm. both sides, I think in pretty much every game we've played, both sides have had periods where they've looked a bit sloppy. Um, and actually, yeah, probably they've, to gone be off, fair,
3: they've gone off the game plan. Yeah. For someone's gotten together and gotten back on the game
2: plan. And I felt this London Irish game actually like, okay, we picked out London Irish as a must win game and that we should yeah. actually beat them quite comfortably. But London Irish played really well throughout. They did. Yeah, for, no, they for did. For a good 60, 70 minutes of the game, they they played really well and, and gave it to us. So I think it's probably the first game we've played where both sides actually played a decent standard of rugby. Um, so it's good that we came away with what in the end was quite a. A solid win. Um, I think we've scored a lot of tries off first phase ball, right? We can do some, we've got some pretty cool moves going off like wide out either Thoreau's off try. the back of a mall or off yeah, the, the
0: Atkinson pass for Thorley's try which tra- was fantastic. Yeah. Wasn't it? The little the quick, uh, quick flipper, I mean, yeah, the 12 trees pass as well, yeah. But the point I think actually that goes back to something that we've for the last two, three years, even under Ackerman. We scored an awful lot last year, for example, we scored a hell of a lot of tries off first phase ball. Um, I think we were number, we were top of the league in, in scoring tries off first phase ball. So that's obviously carried on. I think to a point, that's kind of where Cipriani has been really good in terms of that. And you see Lloyd Evans and 12 Trees yesterday. They are able to kind of copy what he does, where he can just pick. He They're looking, they may have like three or four moves to play off one yeah uh, set piece and they can choose as they're playing the, as, uh, as they're going through the play so exactly. that's um that's really encouraging
2: yeah and um i mean again it's like how do you get Forley, may um and it. The yeah. like, when we did have those three the player that's not on the ball is such a high risk you can just see defenders they don't know whether to step in step out they're, they're lost and the the key thing is we get that balance right where we use them at the right time we use them when they're on the back foot we use them when we're in the right areas of the pitch um and we don't
3: ask we don't ask them to do the impossible
2: yeah and ho- hopefully that's it, it looked better in this game but hopefully that's what we try and build into the new season with the new coaching structure and everything is we we start to use that at the right time if anything that's been, to- <laughs> we've had those yeah. strong backs haven't we for a little while Yeah, yeah. and if anything We've tried to force that issue. It's like that's our strength. We can play from anywhere. We can attack. But you've got to get that balance right.
1: There was an issue before May left, as it we did look like it was chuck it to Johnny May and hope that it'd happen. Yeah. We've improved a lot since that in not just attacking structure, but in, in teamwork around him as well. We've got best, better players around him now. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. One thing I did notice today was you mentioned about the when to use a player and when not. On the Fawley try, May tracks across and there's a threat that their backs are worried all the time about May getting it and when one they showed a replay from the other angle from Thorley's wing looking from the shed side looking into the, the attack you can clearly see May tell Woodward when to pass the ball because I think Woodward's working like he did against Exeter remember on um, Ackerman's first game he holds, yeah. holds, holds he almost should give to the winger but thankfully made it himself he's almost doing the same thing then and you just seen May shout to, give it now or something along the lines that'll pass it uh, and he gives it because he can see that Thorley, from being up behind where Woodward is, just that touch further back, you can see that Thorley's actually outside the winger and isn't going to get caught. Yeah. Um, so they are work. It does look like a good. That's where Johnny made. Not only we talked talked about his work rate previously, but. Just his, uh, his experience in his class, you know, just to talk to those players. Right? So also, we look quite organised at times when Banahan plays from his experience too, with organising the defensive players. But touching on what Snowy said about getting them in the team, how do we get them in the team? Potentially get all three. I'd still like to see Reece Samit on the right, Forley on the left, and Johnny May at fullback. He's got more experience. They look for a quality and t- a natural footballer that Reece Samit looks. He does look naive at the moment at fullback, whereas Johnny have played there before and has the experience I think to be able to do a better job. Yeah. Um, yeah. So long as he's not box kicking off his shin.
2: I still think I, I, again, I, I just don't know what his kicking ability is like. But for me, the reason I'd like Forley at fullback or, or given a chance there is that he's got two sides to his game. So if he does get caught in like a bit of a tough position, he's got he that can strength. hold it. Up. He can smash it. He can hold it up. You know, he's unlikely to get sort of driven back and turned over.
3: Re Summit, if he gets caught, he's going to be thrown to the ground and he'll yeah. be turned over immediately. Yeah. No, it's very
1: well, fair. no I think, I think
3: we, yeah, it's fair. But then Re the, Summit, the on the other is hand, a... has got some good feet and he's, he's the quickest he's, possibly he's in the league. Like, yeah,
1: yeah Re Summit's a, a big He's, guy yeah,
0: he's a big Yeah, Re Summit is a bigger guy than you think, actually, when you see him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. not
3: compared to Thorley.
0: No, no, no. But then Thorley is some sort of Hulk beast person um, the, the, now Jim as you're the resident gram half i tell you what I thought had an, I mean he got man of the match but I thought Varney was absolutely outstanding yeah, he, um, was, he was very um, good, good. Yeah, Varney I mean, did, he's having a party um, what, any, any sort of things that you picked out particularly because you are the resident gram half so you, you're an expert yeah, obviously
3: Obviously, yeah. Um, I just thought um, not quite as quick as uh, London Irish London Irish 9-10 were really fast Um, And he wasn't quite as quick. Um, So, I don't know, maybe he could be a little bit snappier sometimes um, and a little bit maybe just organise. He was was shouting a lot at some of the forwards, but I think maybe he's used to shouting at the forwards and not shouting at the backs sometimes. I don't know whether... um, I thought him and Evans played really well, actually. They kind of... It was heart and mouth quite a lot when they're doing all their magic in the midfield about... Two millimeters away from the defensive line, um, I thought just intercept City. That was that was just ridiculous. <laughs> um, but twice it paid off with um, first phase try. So, you know, they've obviously been doing a lot of practice, and I thought it went really well. Um, there was, I think, was it was it three box kicks in a row he did, and it was the third one that got charged down and ended yeah. up being a bit yeah. of a mess. Um, so I think sometimes when things are going well. Don't keep keep kicking it the same way. Um, you've got to mix your game up a little bit. But yeah, generally, I think it's just really exciting that we've got you know England scrum half who's out injured, and we're not particularly bothered because we've got. It's
1: you funny know, you should say that because
3: the quality scrum
1: halves. Yeah, I, I was thinking because they mentioned about um, that has coming back from his um, calf injury. I was thinking with something like that, a niggly calf injury, that could just go again if he's rushed back too soon. And Varney is playing so well at the moment yeah. that we don't need to rush him well, back. I,
3: I definitely think that's the case, isn't it? I think he, if, if we needed him to play, he'd be playing and he might not be recovering. But because the coaching team are just going, well, what's the point? Give him another
2: yeah. couple yeah. of weeks. Yeah. I think that the thing we have missed from Heinz is his leadership at that nine position. Like knowing when yes. to slow the ball down, when to go. Um, in pure scrum half play, I haven't got any issue playing Varney, but I think that is a really key leadership role that Heinz has developed massively over the last couple of years.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with that. I mean, the, the one thing I, I have noticed with Varney, and something Varney and Simpson do actually, that Heinz doesn't do as much. It's not his natural game, but um, in the same way that Chris Ashton does this, he tracks every pretty much any move, he's tracking between the goalposts. Um, so he's always on an offer, as a, on offer for um, an inside ball, and you see that both Simpson and Varney are scoring try. I mean, Varney's what three and three now, I think, or three four and three or something. So he, he's it's scoring been in tries. those areas,
3: isn't it? Exactly, it's, and that's it, the
0: thing. You know, he, he's tracking those runs and, and, and well,
3: it's like Johnny May did for the re Summit try. You know, yeah, he yeah, yeah. came all the way across, and if Samit wasn't going to make the run. Then he, oh, hello, I've got Johnny May back on the inside. So and he had Thorley yeah. outside him. <laughs> <Thawly> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Thorley outside him who was being covered and May on the inside who, who wasn't. And I think does it's, do just that that constant, well, it's, it's that constant threat, isn't it? If you've just got all the players playing, and I think that's probably where we're at now, why we have our week 10 minutes, is because fitness-wise, we're not quite there. And to be working really hard so you are in support all the time, then actually, it's it's a bloody hard game, and with the ball in play a little bit more, um, it's and you know we've only really just restarted, so they're probably not quite full fitness yet. Um, certainly match fitness, um, they're just building up to it still. Give it another couple of weeks, and hopefully we we won't have those ten minute lulls.
0: Um, I'll tell you a point, Lars. I'm not saying Heinz doesn't do it, by the way. And no, thanks, no, 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 no. Um, I, it's just, just I don't saying. think he's, it's not his natural. What I'm saying, it's, not, no. it, it's not something you would expect to, to him to do. Um, I just you know, don't think
1: he has the pace of someone like Simpson. He, the, 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 well, no, that's he the point, isn't he, it? Yeah? He, but that that Trinder break against Worcester last year, it was Heinz who was in support with him, which then gets the ball back to Trinder for it to then go for uh, the pass over his head. For um, twelve trees to go underneath the post, there was also the the one which um, was Cipriani and Banahan. I think his Hines scores that one from it. But there was a forward pass earlier in the move, wasn't there? There was the interchange mm. in at the wing between them, and his Hines us on the end. He and he's been there. We've scored another. Uh, uh, there was another trophy. We scored it, but it might have been him who scored it last season as well. And it was him who was on the shoulder doing it. He does do it a lot more, I think, than what people realise. It's just a case of since and yeah. new, and they got more gas. That's um, a the thing, thing I would
2: like to like like um, Sorry, yeah, to agree with your point, like um, he's no uh, Laidlaw, is he? So, um, do I mean Laidlaw? Do you mean Laidlaw? Is it slow? I don't know. <laughs> just brain dead Scottish scrum off. Yeah,
0: Laidlaw. Yeah, Laidlaw.
2: Yeah, Laidlaw. Awesome.
0: Like,
2: um, the thing about Hines is, yeah, he's not that quick. But unlike Laidlaw, the, Laidlaw is massively overrated scrum half because he offered no threat whatsoever around the ruck, and it made it really easy to defend. With Hines, even though he's not that quick, he still keeps the defence guessing, and he's still he's very it, aware. The, yeah, he
0: threat. will snipe every so as often, the, and that yeah, exactly. yeah, and even
2: actually, he, I have noticed
3: that he snipes even when it's not on. You know, even when the gap is not big enough for him to go through. He'll have a go just to keep him honest. Yeah. Mm, yeah. And, and yeah. actually, he knows he's not going to make it through. He knows he's just going to set up another couple of rucks. But by doing that, he just brings that defence, the bodyguards just brings them in just another little bit, which then gives the next play, you know, the next couple of phases a bit more space.
0: Yeah. Um, one other player that... Um, we'll sort of finish off the, the Irish game in a minute, but one other player I wanted to just mention who, again, has been excellent, seems to restart, and it seems to be a bit of a find, is um, Stanley, the prop. Um, came on yeah. and scored after about 20 seconds, whatever it was. But um, you always worry about young props. Um, you know, I wasn't st- stupid enough to bump my head anywhere near the uh, pack, so I can't really comment too much. But you always worry a little bit about young props because sometimes it can go badly wrong and then they're never kind of the same player again. But Stanley seems to be not only learning game on game but he's improving around the field as well which is it's really encouraging that we've got another young prop coming through who so can share the workload yeah i hadn't heard
1: of him before the restart
0: i'll be honest now i think he played a couple of games beginning of last season in the um the, the premier or this season i suppose the uh, uh, premiership cup nonsense really oh, i don't know cool. yeah, yeah i think i think he played one or two games there yeah. i think he, he was might clearly quite anonymous yeah, it is, just you know, his job. but then but then we were really poor in those games so it's yeah. difficult to judge a player in those situations the other one and it's
1: fresh off the people turn around saying about Hinckley going at the end of last season but you can almost see why the club of dare I say let him go um, we don't know I don't know the contract talks we are not to be able to say one way or the other but Clements looked superb yep. and then the one which I'd heard that they rated over Hinckley, hence why they let him go was got, uh, with Grey and he's barely played. Clement's come from nowhere as well. Mm-hmm. We just seem and, to have. And this... you've got
0: Jordy Reid as well. who's, George, who's a good made a big impact, hasn't he? He's played yeah. yeah. really yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, and um, he's
1: he
0: he, Yeah.
1: It, it, it's, our, our, we just have this gravy train of back row players coming through the academy. <laughs> it's but the just thing wonderful. is, every, I think
3: every single club in the whole Premiership has just got a you know rich portfolio of back rows, haven't they? Yeah, um, Because it's, it's kind of that position that's, that's quite popular. I mean, it's, um, I think sp- certainly for the, for the, for the youngsters, being a, being a back row, if you're a bit big, you can go to eight. If you're a b- bit slighter, a bit quicker, you can go to seven. And as your body weight and physical sort of changes, as you start your journey through professionalism, you can move around a little bit in that six, seven, eight axis as well.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, so, I mean, all in all, though, you know, I think when Gloucester got put down, was it 18-17, I think, at one point to Irish in the second half? Yeah, we did go a little bit down for a short I watch. did think, oh, God, what's happening? Um, mainly because, you know, we started so well, we looked really in control. Um, Irish had a bit of pressure in that, that first half, but weren't really doing a lot. They scored a decent try through Hassel Collins, but... Um, they weren't. I didn't really feel that we were under any real pressure. They weren't first,
3: testing us particularly.
0: Not really. First ten minutes, last second half, it, start, it did start to go badly wrong, and I thought, oh, crooky. Um, but then, I, you know, it was pleasing to see the, the, um, the side pull together and get a win, and then get the bonus point, and then just, just finish it off at the end. Yeah. Um, I
3: wonder. How, I wonder how much of that was uh, Billy Twelve Trees because when he came on, yes, he did seem to make a big difference. I know they did mention it a little bit. In the post-match analysis, but you know we had a very small lead, and then he came on, and then we ended up winning with, yeah, you know, a fair few more points. It just seems there was Did a lot of calm at- and organisation in that midfield.
2: Because th- those, that's it. That midfield, we had a very young nine, a very young ten, um, pivotal positions. So I think just having that bit of leadership, calm everyone down, focus their minds a bit towards the end, definitely made a big difference.
1: Oh yeah, and and we had so many players playing out of position as well, didn't we? Cause, uh, was it Thorley ended up in the centre with, uh, or, met, no, sorry, May ended up at 13, Reece Hammett at 15, Simpson was on the wing, um, yeah, and, so, <laughs> uh, and then Lloyd Evans went off in the end, and Trees had to go in in, in at, at 10, didn't he? With that, yeah. at 12, I think. Um, what I would say was, I thought the only mistake that was made with regards to when trees came off, it inevitably he had to take over the kicking because Lloyd Evans going off, but I thought Lloyd Evans should have carried on kicking initially until he went off because he was kicking superbly. That conversion, the way he judged the way, to, to bend the ball, oh, the wind, yeah, yeah. The four yeah. try was superb, and then Twaltrees came on and he, he missed a couple, which I just thought because he was in the groove that Evans should have carried on kicking because he is a good, yeah. kick, good place. If kicking someone's on. kicking
3: and they're and they're successful, don't stop them. Don't mess yeah. with it, yeah. Especially, especially
1: given that, that um, uh, Twaltrees, sorry, doesn't he's not. A, one season he seems to be a seventy-five plus plus and Next season he's barely, he's around the sixty percent mark. I, he
0: I seems think to we're be having the
1: sixty percent mark season. So he's not club. even kicking that great to take carry on the kicking, is he? You know,
2: as a club, I think we're at about sixty-five percent. I think we might even be the worst team in the league for kicking percentage. We yeah. are, um, which is an interesting issue because uh, I'm not sure of any sort of way that we can solve it. Um, Cipriani clearly isn't doesn't want to add that thing that he has to focus on to his game, really, at the minute. So I don't know if we can do much about it, but potentially it is going is, to cost us games at some is, point. Is get get laid out of retirement.
3: Yeah, but is our percentage <laughs> down to the fact that our wingers are scoring a lot of tries in the corners? be. That's you an know, interesting I, I, thing, yeah. I'll well, have a look would, at it. It would be interesting mm. to know how hard the majority of our kicks have been.
0: Yeah so where are they being taken from so you know yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that yeah that's a good point because um, our wing if, our wingers what was it Thorley's is on
2: 11 Reece Smith's on 10 10 and yeah um, but they normally in so much space they just touch down
0: under the post. well
2: <laughs> yeah there's been a few of those <laughs>
0: yeah um, now one thing that they get win on uh, saturday it was saturday wasn't it uh, the win on saturday does do is it puts Gloucester 7th level on points with Northampton although Northampton uh, one more game so a a, a 6th for the moment Um, but uh, this week the uh, European Rugby announced that the top 8 will qualify automatically for Champions Cup uh, unless Leicester pull off the greatest run of results in Challenge Cup history um, which is actually quite like them to do. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll be honest, I, mean, I, can, see them beating, I, I can see them beating... They've got track they, of sticking the V's up to or something. they've they really do, got results. I, they do. I can see them beating Castro at home, however, then going to beat either Bordeaux or Bristol away, and then having to beat Toulon... Uh, sorry, no, that's it. They they, they, they could beat Castro at home, but then they've got to play Toulon away, probably, or they've got to then beat Bordeaux and Bristol in a final. And you know, I can't see that happening. If to do... I mean, fair play to them; they deserve to be in the Champions Cup. But let's be honest: they've only won what three games all season? They are four dire. games all season? They are awful. So let's let's just be realistic about this. Um, so <coughs> excuse me. So the the bit we're going to move on to now is, funny enough, the European Cup, and um, the format that they're going to try next year for one season only, and it's total utter incomprehensibleness. <laughs> right um yeah we're going to talk about the european quali- uh, the european champions cup next year and the the way it's being organized it's a one-year only um experiment to sort of get it through the group stages as poss- quickly as possible now um the long and short of it is there will be two pools of 12 teams no um to, no clubs from their own countries Will play each other So Gloucester could not play Exeter For example um, They play two home, two away And as far as I know The way it would work is So if Gloucester finished eighth We would play a team from the top tier um, Which would be something like Leinster uh, Bordeaux, know, Bordeaux um, Possibly like Yeah, someone really good <laughs> uh. If we play, finish six, we would then play a team of equivalent um, in France or in, in uh, top 14. And obviously, we can't really finish top four, but it would be the reverse for us there. Um, that's about as basic as I can get it, because it does get a little bit more complicated, because then the top four, no, top eight, I think, um, or top four in each pool, then qualify for a quarterfinal, which home is a away. two-legged, yeah. home and away, two-legged affair. Which I like you know, that,
3: I think that's a good which idea
0: Which is interesting, but I mean I, Yeah, it's a weird one, that one And then you've got um, a semi-final as normal And then a final The 5th um, f- uh, to 8th In the two pools They qualify for The champ- Challenge Cup, the challenge cup. In, a, in a round of 16 And then we'll just play on um, As as they would do normally Just one-legged affairs, I believe um, What do we think of it? It is a bit convoluted and complicated um, it, I suppose the one advantage is just mean that if you're, say, seventh, there is something, and you can get sixth or fifth, there is something riding on getting into that fifth place rather than just qualifying for the sake of qualifying.
3: Yeah, because well, the, the tiers are based on this year or in France, yeah. you know, because they, they canned the season early. Yeah. It's based on rather than the normal way that the tiers are done for Champions Cup. it's kind of historical isn't it so it goes back three or four years um, so teams that haven't been in it haven't got the points and are therefore a lower tier but they might actually be quite handy and certainly in France the way teams change how good they are on a season by season basis it kind of makes a little bit more sense that if you're currently really good you'd be a tier one rather than just because you were rubbish for the three previous seasons you actually end up being a tier three or something and then destroying Mm -hmm. everyone
0: of course, there is one complication which people have mentioned on online, which is Saracens could win the Champions Cup. They can't qualify for next year because they've been relegated. So they will not be, no matter what happens, even if they win the Champions Cup this year, um, they can't be in it next year. Um, and it does sort of bugger up the seedings a little bit if they if they do win, because it means certain clubs then going to shift around and things like that. But um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting, I, I mean, it's an interesting idea. Um, it might end up being a bit like the football uh, and the Champions, uh, Champions League and the football where the single-legged t- uh, games I thought were actually very good because they were just meant that they finished on the night um, and we didn't have the daft away goal rule, which, uh, you know, I, I never really well, understand well, what normally done. Well,
3: normally, if you, if you have like a home and away scenario, it's kind of because having it being either home or away, as opposed to being a neutral venue, mm. would be unfair. But I kind of guess the, w- the way the pools are, everyone's playing everyone in that pool. So if you're top of that pool, you deserve to be top of that pool because everyone's played everyone. It's not like the old silly um, C- C- Anglo-Welsh Cup where you play teams from another pool and you can win every single game and still not finish top. And, yeah. and therefore, that wouldn't be fair that you lost... Your ability to have a home game or whatever because
0: of other games going against you. Is it done
2: purely on um, combined points difference across the two fixtures?
0: Yeah, so it would be. Yeah, there's no there's no benefit um, for winning the second leg, uh, getting yeah. So if it's if it's tied, if it I think the idea being um, if it's tied, aggregate score um, after the end of the, at the end of the eighty minutes in the second uh, leg, um, it then goes to extra time. I believe uh,
3: not try scored or anything like
0: that. I think it's who goes to extra time. Um, my biggest, my biggest issue with it in when you have a sort of super
2: league structure like that is, it in the typical format, everyone plays the same games against everybody else. So whoever qualifies from that group is a pretty fair way of doing it. Mm. Trouble with a league structure is you're playing different teams to the teams that may have got promoted. So if you have a couple of easy games, okay, yes, you're seeded against tougher. Teams, you could get promoted when another team has had to play much tougher games, or teams that have turned up, and you haven't quite had the same, like, like split of fixtures.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: um I mean, it, it's probably a pretty fair way of doing it, but there's just something about. It's the same with like the Super Fifteen or
1: whatever it is. In the, it's the two, the yeah. two groups of twelve. The logical thing, if you've got twenty-four teams, you need eight teams in the court final, surely it's eight groups of three and the top team qualifies. It stinks to me of giving... Yeah, and then the second try, team can go uh, through to the challenge cap. Of trying to get too many... Te- yeah, well, quite. And it, it stinks to me of trying to get too many teams... Um, sorry, too many games, to extra games for teams. So trying to get them four games instead of... what Well, what, eight games instead of six or whatever it would be. Yeah, um, And I just it gives teams a second chance, I suppose, by the way that they're talking about doing it. Because if you cock up and you don't get top, you're out. Whereas I suppose you potentially could sneak into one of the, you know, you could make a, you could have a crapper at the start and then win on a load on the trot and still scrape through. Whereas uh, when you've got teams, uh, groups of three, you can't really afford to lose anything, can you? It reduces the number of fixtures,
2: of course, as well. So I would have, Thought that those European Cup games are the biggest like ticket revenue earners for the clubs, so where you've only got two games instead of three at home. <laughs> I wonder if that's going to have much impact. Yeah, but um, also but, they yeah.
3: they've they've tried the whole getting knocked out of the Champions Cup and going into the Challenge Cup in the past. Yeah, Leinster
1: won it, didn't they? They went and,
3: to win the Challenge and Cup, and it was it's kind of a bit. Well, of course, it's the only time they ever played in it because they got knocked out early doors of yeah. the, the the Champions Cup. And you think, well. You've had your chance to win some silverware. Leave it, to, leave it to the other clubs. I'm not sure if I really like that system. And, and what I would say with the, the home and away fixtures, just it's an extra game. Um, why, not, why not have it slightly neutral? You know, home, home country, neutral venue home, in the home country of whoever finishes top and have a game less. If that's what we're actually looking to try and achieve is a few less games.
0: Yeah. I think it's probably a, it's probably a, uh, a sop to making up some loss income. Hmm. That's probably what it's all about. Let's be honest. It's, it's the fact that if you're in the, if you do qualify in the top four, you have got an extra fixture, home fixture that you wouldn't, you wouldn't have got yeah, it. Yeah. the um we uh, got to eight get Craves back through.
1: in the stadiums first before that becomes relevant.
0: That's true. Um, well, actually, that's a lovely, lovely segue, Lawrence. Well done. Because, you. Uh, you know, I think into it's the Harlequins a,
1: game. Into the well, Harlequins
0: game. Russ isn't here, you see, to do the segue, so someone had to take on someone had to do it. It's very much, it's very much about the ethos of this um of this podcast. Um, anyway, the uh, we'll quickly move on to the Harlequins game. Uh, it was great to see supporters back in the stands. It was very, very amusing and mildly infuriating to see those supporters buggering off early. Um, (laughs) But then they were getting thumped at the time. Um, Now, I don't know how it's going to work, but it does seem a bit odd that you can be in a football stadium. So I think it was the Brighton-Chelsea game, friendly a couple of weeks ago or a week ago. Once you got to the seat, you could take your mask off. But in the rugby, you have to keep your mask on the entire game. I mean, it's just, again, another. Unless example you're eating or drinking. To be, unless you're, yeah, I mean, it's just the whole so thing. Way so the seat, um, yeah, that's going to cause a lot of people to drink a bit more than they should. Yes, uh, yeah, everything gets delivered to your seat and all the rest of it. So. Well, that's,
3: that's, that's if your order turns up, because just as the commentators were going on about how fantastic your beer delivery is, just like in the NFL and NBA, some poor burger got a half pint and a pint glass delivered. And the guy delivering it was just like, oh, yeah, here you go. Not a lot I can do about that. And he was just left with <laughs> with a half <laughs> that he clearly yeah. at, at, at the stoop probably paid about eight quid for.
0: Yes, yeah, I know. Um, I mean, what do we think? So, I mean, is it un- is, was it unfortunate that it happened to be Quinn's, not you know a, a club not known for its most devout supporters that got the um that got the the test event or is it just nice to see any any game with rugby fans back oh it's
3: definitely nice to see you know fans be them fans that leave early or fans that stick around to the death in a ground i think they didn't have the canned noise and it made a bit of a difference
0: mm. although interestingly though you'd expect maybe on the basis no bath fans were allowed in which is quite right of course um, but the um, well, I didn't uh,
3: realise that. That's a bit hard. Yeah, no, there's, there were no
0: Bath fans now, so the only only noise you'd hear would would have been from the Bath players um, as and when they scored, which is
3: quite often. Which is probably about as loud as the Harlequins support was it, and the two thousand eight hundred fans in the ground.
0: Yeah, I mean, one thing I would say I, I have been to Quins before many years ago, before they redeveloped the ground. But the light, the loudest thing you could hear was the hum of the burger van. It's not the most atmospheric place. Um, but I mean, you know, it's good that there's rugby back. Uh, well, pl- fans back watching rugby. Fingers crossed. We've We've got two more home games uh, against Quinns ironically, and Saints.
3: Yeah, it'll be um, the Saints game that we get because I can't get the day off work.
1: <laughs>
0: yes, yeah, true. Well, that's good because it means we, uh, me and Loz have got slightly more uh, chance of getting a ticket. So that's good. Uh, anyone else who, who needs to, who uh, is working on that weekend, don't take Don't take time off. Just fine. Work it. Work it, It's fine. Um, but yeah, so there is a chance. There is a chance. I mean, I'm I'm still working on the on the idea that realistically we probably won't be back in the stadium until next season, which is what November December time. So um, just some time for a but, second wave.
3: But, we... but just, it's interesting yeah. you were saying about the face coverings, Ed. It's just it's almost like there are a few people that had them on their necks and clearly weren't eating or drinking, or some people didn't seem to have them at all. And I just wonder if the football you don't need it. Why was it different for the rugby?
0: The rugby, yeah, and
3: actually, and actually, why do you need it if you're three meters away from anyone not in your household
0: or bubble in an open terrace?
2: Then it's just, surely, it's not, there's no logic behind it, it's, it's just, braces, it's just to it? show it's belt and braces. It's like I've got a friend in the football, the local football season has started back up, so they're on the f- in local football, as you know, they're, they're smashing bells out of each other for the 90 minutes, and then when they get off the pitch, they're only allowed
0: four people in the changing room at a time. <laughs> 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 but, but i was watching i was watching um extra preliminary fa cup game on because i'm that sad uh on i think it must have been wednesday and um it was brilliant it was a ground it was i think it was main road fc i don't know the they were who they were playing but anyway the point was their normal crowd's about 30 and they had about 350 people people turn up because it's just some sport to watch that's the level which is quite ironic uh you know i think they were thinking oh there won't be that many people turning up for this but yeah 350 people turned up um anyway we're going to move on now um to uh i'll just say uh, one thing yes go mate please. I, I, i've
1: just i've just been in an airport and spent five hours on the plane i've had a mask on for that seven hours it was no hardship people are moaning about masks seriously just bloody wear one and if it, oh, no, we can I... get back, if it means that we can get back and watch a game and they can have a few more people than just the yeah. 2,500, wear a bloody mask. It's simple. And what it's I, would say, what I would say,
3: uh, wear a mask and if you want to have fans in the ground, maybe you don't have the bars open. So they have their masks on and they stay on. Because what's more important, fans in the ground <laughs> or fans with points in the hand?
1: Because fans with points in the hand, the only reason they want people in is to make money.
3: Yeah, but. They make money off the fact that people are paying for a ticket. Surely,
1: but we've already paid for our tickets. A so good priority mm. would be season ticket holders. Yeah, we've I, I, I kind of get, I, I get that. You can't then charge people who've already paid for it to then go in again. I, so I, they I need think to make the, money from the from the bar. The best
2: thing to do is set rules like everyone has to wear a face mask, but don't enforce them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what like in like in Weatherspoons? Yeah, <laughs> but as long as you can say, look, that's our policy. It's not our fault they're not following it. Don't don't spend any effort policing it but set the rules by all means
0: that's that's yeah i mean fair enough uh, we're going to move we're going to move on in a second to um uh, an incident over the weekend which was uh, owen farrell uh and his a tackling technique <laughs> yes yeah, so, yeah. so we'll be back in a minute with uh, a, bit of a bit of a chat about that <laughs> So the final bit of tonight, um, we might have a chat about other things, but the one major thing is Owen Farrell and his um tackling technique has finally come back to bite him on the on the backside. Um he's routinely over the last three or four years got very lucky. Um I mean I can think of there was one incident against South Africa in a in a Autumn International about two years ago where it was an absolute stonewall red card and he got away with it. Um and um somehow managed to, England managed to win. But on uh, Saturday, uh Saris versus Wasps, he basically clotheslined in uh the fashion that some WWE wrestlers would have appreciated. Um, the I think it was the Wasps nine, um, and just obliterated him. Um, what's interesting about this is that Saracens have got a Champions Cup quarter final in two weeks. England have got the last bit of the Six Nations and then the um sort of friendlies against Japan or Fiji, or I don't know who they are playing now. Um it could be quite a uh, big thing this for Saris and for Farrell. He could get quite a lengthy ban. What do we think? He should get an empty ban, Snowy. Go for you. Do you think he will um, though?
2: I, I,
0: I Realistically. think there's
2: a, there's a reasonable chance because it, it's bad enough that it's a good opportunity to set an example. Um, you know, yeah. there, there isn't anyone that can watch it and say the player ducked under it or he just timed it wrong or anything. It was a reckless swinging arm that ended up being a a shoulder, basically, to the head. Um, So, yeah, I I don't know what the trouble is. Of course, they're limited by the stipulations. I'm not sure if there's an unlimited ban for something like that or there's a max 12 weeks or what the, the remit is. But I'd expect he'll be at the top end of whatever sanction
0: they're allowed to give him. Yeah, I think the probably what they normally do is they look into the if, if the incident itself. So were there any mitigating factors? No, there wasn't. No. Um, what was the severity of the incident? Really severe. But then they look at things like you know, did, was he was he nice and polite when he did the hearing? They normally take a week off of that. Past, um, past, um, past. You know, project. what's his past? You know, all right, we, we we made the point about the fact that his tackling technique is at times dreadful um, and very much on the limit, but he hasn't been banned. Um, well, just so he's got away, this,
3: it, this is still a first offence
0: it could yeah I mean it's probably his first offence so realistically he's probably going to get away with maybe four weeks probably I mean that's my, that's my guess that's my gut feeling four weeks. if he gets it, anything more it, than I four weeks yeah. oh, take, say,
2: to six, say four weeks is the beginning the, they'll then add on for the different things won't they so I'll say no mm. mitigating another week but we won't give yeah. him anything because he hasn't had a pass and it will take it up to whatever level it is Yeah. Uh,
0: I just don't know what that bandwidth is no, I mean, the Worcester bloke, the one who who, who made Johnny May um, see Tweety Pie, um, he got four weeks, I think. Um, very similar oh, situation. Uh, yeah, four, I'm sure it was only four weeks. So that, but, yeah. but he, it, I mean, to be fair, that wasn't, his one wasn't as bad as no. Farrell's, let's be honest. No, I mean, it was, no. it was reckless, but... It was a closer I mean, area. It was harder
2: to get the timing right, you know.
1: Johnny yeah, May's head Farrell's was falling because the other guy was making the tackle yeah, as well.
3: Farrell's, so, yeah. Farrell's was... Kind of premeditated. I'm going to absolutely smash you. Yes. And then at the same time, it was bad technique because he was going really high, and then it was even worse because he, I don't know, the guy grew
0: or something. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of. No. The one thing I would say is, as Farrell comes to tackle him, I tackle him in the loosest sense of the word. Um, it's as he's doing that, the, the the player is kind of almost stepping back. He's so leaning, isn't he? Yeah. So it's it's as if it, there is a bit more. I mean, in the end of the day, I don't think you can class that as mitigation, but that's. I think probably if one he was stood bolt upright,
3: if he was stood bolt upright, then Farrell would have hit his shoulder. Yeah. And ridden up into his head anyway.
0: Yes. So it probably would have been a red card no matter what, but so it wouldn't have been the same impact and issue that it had for that.
1: With regards to it, uh, one thing which. Uh, struck me I've only very briefly seen it but I did see that um, Mark McCall had turned and said I only saw it live I haven't seen any replays on it so I can't comment on it at the moment which tells well, you how just, bad it was yeah, he just didn't, just didn't want to comment it. on it did it yeah, he did. that tells you how bad it is he doesn't want to comment on it and that's like, also known as the
0: Wenger defence
1: yeah I, I, no but he says I only saw it live rather than I didn't see it
0: oh true um, he
1: says, but so he, he, what he's saying is, I haven't had a clear clear sight of what's happened. What he's saying is, oh, yeah, he's, he's not good, is it? That's what he's basically <laughs> saying there.
0: No, uh, there was one amusing thing I just see that over the week or so. Uh, Andy Goode waded in, as he would do, because, you know, it's Andy Goode, um, and uh, made a few comments, and there was a few responses by ex Saracens players. Uh, and then what was quite funny on the Twitter, if you if you do go onto Twitter and, and see the original tweet, is then people have literally just gone through every YouTube video of Andy Good being a bit of a dick, uh, including when he um, <laughs> including when he gets sent off at Leicester for um, Worcester. Uh, I think it was his first game back, and he, he like tries to kill Jordan Crane or something. Um, uh, so there's there's lots of those. So um, it's a very enjoyable thread if you want to see Andy Good looking like a dick. That's quite fun. Um, there's one other thing I wanted to just kind of touch on. So we're, we're pretty much agreed that he's probably going to get a decent ban. Hopefully, it's going to be about ten weeks, isn't it? Yeah. Do you think? I mean, it'll be
1: however many weeks it is. So he's back the week before the start of the the finale to Six Nations or that in I mean, on he, the internationals.
0: He's going to miss. He's going to miss the game against. Um, uh, they're playing Leinster, aren't they? In the in the Champions Cup. So which he's, he's
3: going to. That, and that's a massive punishment. I mean, it shouldn't it shouldn't affect things. But actually, the fact that you're you're going to miss a couple of league games, yeah, that's that's annoying. But the fact that you're going to miss a real absolute humdinger of a contest in a Champions Cup quarter final, or is it quarter semi? Quarter, yeah, quarter, yeah, quarter. Um, yeah, it's that's it's kind of a little bit more punishment, isn't it?
0: Yeah, and it, oh, no. it could have a direct effect on the result because, let's be honest, I mean. Manu, uh, whatever his name is, um, Vunipola. Vunipola, yeah. Manu Vunipola. He's, he's not. not <laughs> he's good, but he's not <laughs> as good as Owen Farrell.
1: Yeah, um, they put they put they they move Alex Goode from fullback in there, and they put Daly at fullback, will not they? What about Lesowski? he's gone on. Is, he is gone? He already he's already gone.
0: gone?
1: He's already gone, has not he? Because he, he hasn't yeah. featured at all, I don't think. I think no, Lesowski's gone. Think, yeah, it's very hard to keep has. track
0: of these things, but yeah. yeah. Um, so, I, well, you know, it will be interesting to see. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to weep for Saracens, let's be honest. Um, if they lose to Leinster, it's quite funny, really. Um, anyway, the, the one other thing i was just briefly touch on, on Saturday morning, um, and I have to be honest, I didn't watch it live, I watched it subsequently, was one of the greatest games of rugby I've ever seen. Uh, it was the New Zealand Areteroa, that's a horrendous pronunciation, I apologise to anybody listening. Um, north v South. North <laughs> v South, and it was Amazing, and if I can, I would recommend just if you get the opportunity, go uh, on I haven't seen Sky. It. it is unbelievable, Normally. it is some of the best rugby you will see for years. 85th um, minute, 85th minute, whoa, 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 minute. whoa, whoa, whoa,
2: whoa. Yeah. whoa no spoilers.
0: spoilers, hashtag spoilers. <laughs> yeah, but this was to give you an idea of the quality we're talking about. Uh, the two opposing fullbacks were um, um McKenzie playing for North and uh. Uh, Geordie Barrett playing for the South uh, the North had um, uh, Perinara at 9 and they brought on Aaron Smith <laughs> they had Bowden Barrett at 10 I mean it was just it is honestly the it, it's basically the old New Zealand probable versus possibles it's just the most obscene amount of talent you've ever seen on a rugby pitch and incredible incredible rugby so I'd recommend even,
3: even more talent than sort uh, of Shed web versus cherry pickers.
0: I mean, it's it's a close one. It's a close one. I mean, who can ever forget the the dazzling twinkle toes of um, uh, Andy T? Uh, no. <laughs> oh, Andy no. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, I mean, let's be fair. Our good friend Russ Brooks um, having to track Ian bolshaw is one of the funniest <laughs> things I've ever seen in my life. Uh, only to find only to find John Goodrich on the outside. That was nice. Um, uh and other people i mean that you know we could go on for hours oh gareth barmer having to have um tampons stuck up his nose two hey. tampons stuck up his nose yeah
1: yeah one of these
0: yeah so and then obviously my, yours truly um uh, breaking a collarbone thanks to a wonderful offload by lawrence thanks again mate yeah my pleasure um, mate that's all right yeah that's uh but oh you know all, all in all um it's been a, it's been a good week, I think, in terms of Gloucester. We've we've won a, we've won again. We look like we could have secured uh, top eight. Um, it, it did feel really really dirty, actually wanting Bath
3: to win at Quinn's, though. Yes, just, ju- just for our sort of league position
0: potentially, so we can get top six. Yeah,
3: I did yeah, have I know. To wash my mouth out a
0: bit with it's, beer. It's yeah, <laughs> one or two. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but that we now Gloucester have got two games in um well, we've got a game this midweek against Yeah, extra.
3: Wednesday's extra, isn't
0: it? Yeah, extra away six PM six PM. Uh which I'm not I think is it six PM or half five? It might even be half five. Oh,
3: 6, I think. It better be 6 because um, I've got some I've got some work until ten to six. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um but let's be honest, I don't think Unless Gloucester, I'd, well, no, they're not going to win. This, um, let, let, they? let's be honest. They realistic. will. They will
3: very sensibly send their academy, mm. and then just have a first fifteen against Quins because mm. the, why would
0: you not? Yeah, because the Quins game is. We, game yeah,
1: of, yeah, even if we, we send the first team down, we realistically we're not going to. That ex- <laughs> well, what was it? Bristol's pretty much their strongest team, and Exeter's. Um, seconds next Exeter beat Bristol what's uh, the, about... the point in set, making any effort of trying to get yeah. any points there when they've got those far more attainable points against Harlequins and Northampton coming up but, but it
3: also it's winning against Exeter let's say you get a five point win great you stop them getting any points that doesn't make any difference but we get a five point win against nil to Quins. that means that we're now a real nice gap from Quinns doesn't it so it's it's kind of a it's like a it's double points when you're playing against some a team that's right next to you in the table
0: yeah who have Quinns got um, that's exactly <laughs> what I was about to ask because <laughs> I don't have it to my it's ready to for to to I'll have a look fingertips, but I'm just having a quick look now on the BBC but I mean so we've got extra I say extra on on Wednesday and then then we've got um uh, Quinns on the Monday um, so it does I mean let's be honest that does ha- have a bit of an impact because Northampton means... have got Bristol on Tuesday yeah at Bristol yeah uh, uh, so uh, Quinns so, have got Irish away well, Irish. yeah Quin- oh, Quin- Quinns shit.
3: have got Irish and then they've got Wasps and then they've got Sale and then they've got Leicester
0: I mean I think the Quinns game though so if you think about what so Quinns on Saturday against Bath they had a fairly strong lineup. I think it's pretty much their strongest lineup. So you'd imagine they're going to have to rest a few for Irish. You know, I'm looking at it now. So Quinn's on. But they might not want to. No, they might not want to, but they they're going to have to, to rest see. someone against us then, potentially. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Because you've got and Mike Brown. So Mike of a, it's Brown, kind Chris of a Ash- home
3: game Because it's at the stoop, even though it's Irish
0: at home. Um, yeah. who,
3: uh, are fans allowed into that one?
0: Don't know. I honestly don't know that one um but we've got so the quinn's lineup on against bath was mike brown chris ashton joe march and ben tapawai nathan earl brett heron who was i think you, we, we can all agree was it isn't their first choice 10 uh danny care and then joe marler scott baldwin simon kerrid matt simons uh, uh glenn young chris robshaw will Emmons, alex dombrandt that's a fairly strong, strong yep. lineup um they're going to have to rest players either against Irish or against us. It's so a Marcus now Smith away from
1: a full-strength team pretty much, isn't see,
0: Yeah.
3: You know, I, I might be a bit, I don't know, I might be a bit hopeful, but you would think if Quinns are playing Irish basically at home and Gloucester away, they're going to think they're, they're more likely to win the Irish game at the stoop. So stack that especially because Irish have just played us with pretty much a first 15. Yeah. So you'd think they're in the same boat. So there's a good chance that they might try and rest players. I would, Oh, I don't know. It's, it's, I mean, it's a real, real tricky one for DORs, isn't it? Cause they're, they're kind of damned if they do. And they're damned if they
0: don't, because, you know, you're very much stuck behind. You yeah. are stuck between a rock and a hard place because you've got to look... I mean, regardless of what some DORs are doing, I think we can safely say that Gloucester are looking after player welfare. You know, Cipriani wasn't even in the 23. Uh, did he have a knock, though, from the other day? He did, no, but no, then... He
3: just got married. He got a, Oh, well, got, there is that. He has got, got married, he has got married secret, yeah.
0: didn't he? Yeah, that's the... Yeah, apparently.
3: Yeah, so he was um, on a honeymoon to Bognor Regis or something? <laughs>
0: Um, but yeah, so um, yeah, congratulations, Danny, as well. Well done. Yeah, congratulations. Um, um, the but yeah, I mean, let's be honest. I think Gloucester probably have been the mo- have been one of the more sensible clubs in terms of the way they've handled the the fixtures. Uh, Sale seem to have just not cared. Um, that's the impression I well, get.
3: And that will be very interesting because Sale are quite likely to finish uh, top
0: four. I'd say they're pretty much to guarantee top um, four, now,
3: aren't they? Really. So it'll be interesting to see what their players are like. Come the end of the season, mm. and they've got to play a knockout game. Whether they're against absolutely done
0: in,
1: no, they're uh, second at the moment. So, yeah, yeah I mean, Bristol, yeah, but Bristol, Bristol better, mm.
0: you know, that, that's 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 going to come down to uh winning on uh, you know home games and, and who's got more home games and things like that. So, it's I, I, I would, I, I fancy Bristol to finish second. Um, but you know, you never know. It, it, it's gonna. It's, it's quite close. It's quite close to the top actually. If you look at it, there's only. There's I only think as well, Br- Bristol
3: have got a Challenge Cup potential. You know, they do. They, doing yeah. well. So I think Bristol will. I think they'll do quite well. I think they're they're going to have that Challenge Cup. I think they're going to really target that, and I think they'll probably go into a final potentially a final against Exeter, mm. and be in top form. So I think if it is an Exeter Bristol final. I think that could be an absolute classic.
0: Annoyingly. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh,
3: but then, yeah. but then, of course, we 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 might be having all these conversations that we had with Saracens all over again. You never know.
0: You never know. Um, right, Snowy, is there anything else you wanted to say before we go? Because you've been quite quiet at this bit. Ah. Oh. <laughs> no, I. I, <laughs> um, no. I think. Well, we're
2: always in a position now where because it's top eight, European should be quite comfortable. Um, I think now that they've announced how the seedings and stuff are going to work, there is some incentive um, to move on up if we can not face those top European teams when we get put into that league. Um, But now I think the key thing really is starting to build, like identify this team under the new coaching structure so that when we go into the new season, we hit the ground running. So that's what I'm hoping for over the next few games.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, looking at the league table, realistically, it is a battle for top six. Uh, with Northampton and Quinns, um, yeah, I think we're, we're nine points behind Bath. We aren't really going to be able to catch them, unfortunately. So with only they, four they they're, 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 they're also playing way too well. They
1: look, they, the Exeter, obviously, are the form team, but they, they, they're right up there as well. And they actually look really good as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, they do. And um, I, think, I think one thing I would say before we go is, um, you know, I... I I'm watching I'm watching most of the games and the two teams I think who are looking particularly good at the moment are uh, extra and wasps um the rest of them you can see them doing well but you can also see that they they've they've got a bit fr- a bit of fragility um yeah so, you know,
3: so have f- kind of they were playing fantastically and are they on the turn are they
2: starting to get tired I do not know. yeah it feels like um, Bristol can they can turn around bad situations that they're getting into like
0: I, They're a confident I'd,
2: be, side. I'd be enjoying supporting Bristol at the minute if I was a Bristol fan, which I'm definitely not No <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> On that amazing bombshell, well done Snow um, <laughs> We'll leave it there, um, thanks very much guys appreciate it, um, and again I'd like to just to reiterate a, qu- a big thank you last week um, for uh, for Jim and Loz for dialing in while abroad Snowy, you don't get that thanks because you fell asleep Um I had I had cycled 350 kilometers a day before. Just saying.
3: The day before. The
0: day before. The you day know, Jim, before. Jim and, Jim and Owen been doing
1: a day's worth of drinking,
0: mate. Exactly. <laughs> Jim and Lawrence have been drinking all day, so that's that's, week. that's no excuse. All week. <laughs> well, least, well, yeah, no yeah. excuse. Um, one thing that we're so but, but again, I'd like to also thank you. Uh, anyone who's who's joined uh, us as a listener um please do keep sending in ideas uh, uh and um things for our, our chats not that we're um, running out of course I'm not that we're running friends. out but we're very much running out um so one of the things we are actually going to be doing in the next couple of weeks is we're going to be talking about players that have um have failed to deliver or have never really lived up to expectations um now we've got a few ideas um i know that one oh, two of us uh,
3: have... that's funny you should mention that actually i was just reading um that um what's his name um Oh, um, that went off to the Buffalo Bills, he's just been released. Christian Wade. Christian Wade, yeah. So um, he's, he's someone that maybe in NFL circles really could have made it, but...
0: Didn't. No, but that's because he's only played NFL for two years and the guys he's up against have played it for the entire lives. So it's understandable, really. I thought he was um, on a
2: 3 again this season.
0: Day. I think he might be. I think he might be. I think it's yeah, I think that they're on these contracts, they they yeah, guarantee like two, three lost, years. Yeah, yeah and I think next exempt. year is the one he has to um he has to make it. But yeah, going back to just things. So we've got a few ideas of our of players, um, people like <clears throat> Chris Patterson, um, for example. Uh, but if there's anybody else you can think of, so people that may have gone from the mists of time, you know, people like you'd like to us for to talk about, please do send them in. Um you can do so at jam underscore rugby i remembered it this time uh also on shed web or on uh facebook or anything like that where we we post um, i think if you if you know who we are and where we post please do keep doing that and then um we'll try and get it in and get your comments in as well so um on that thank you very much everybody we'll speak again next week after the uh well it'll be before the uh, quins game on the monday we're gonna Ooh. record on a sunday yeah uh or do we want to record on a monday Want to, should we record worries. on the Monday? Well, do it after the Quinns game? Yeah,
2: do it straight after. Make Let's sure. do it after the
0: Quinns game. That's I great. It so,
2: just means I've got We well, could be really angry.
0: We could be very angry. <laughs> two defeats in a row. Oh, no. Or two of the greatest wins in Gloucester's history. Four in a row. That's what we're going to go for. Loz is looking disgusted by this. The thought of having to record on a Monday evening. Um, oh, yes.
1: I, I start work early, don't I? So it's, it's a
2: what? What's his drinking evening Mondays?
1: <laughs>
2: no, it isn't It's the one,
1: it's the one he does <laughs> It's sobriety note it? <laughs>
0: um, right. Okay, well we'll do that. We'll record it on the Monday. So you'll get you'll get two games worth of uh of analysis. Um and um yeah, hopefully hopefully it'll be positive uh, rather than negative. Thanks a lot, guys.
1: Cheers well